Welcome to the Catholic Truth Podcast, where we teach and preach the truth of the Catholic faith without compromise and without apology. We want to give you high energy and non-boring Catholicism, where anyone at any time can come to know exactly what the Catholic Church teaches and why. We do apologetics, spirituality, other religions, our culture, and more. Most of all, we want to inspire you, inform you, and help you to know, love, and live your Catholic faith with purpose and passion. We are Catholic Truth. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Catholic Truth. We are super excited for you to be here and for us to be able to share with you this fantastic quote by Padre Pio during this Christmas season, which I pray that you reflect on. It's going to blow you away. This quote right here, this one quote by Padre Pio is going to blow you away. So I pray that you reflect on it, and I pray that you think about it, and I pray that you let it transform your life and apply it to your life. Because when I read it, it blew me away, and I want to share that with you. Here is the quote. It says this, One thing is necessary to be near to Jesus. You know well that at the birth of our Lord, the shepherds heard angelic and divine chants of the heavenly spirits. The scriptures say so, but they do not say that his virgin mother or Saint Joseph, who were nearer to the child Jesus, heard the voices of the angels or saw the miracles of splendor. On the contrary, they heard the child weeping and saw by the light of a poor lantern the eyes of the divine child, all bathed in tears, in sighs, and shivering in cold. Now I ask you, would you not have preferred to bend in the dark stable, filled with the cries of the little child, rather than having been with the shepherds, beside yourself with joy, over the sweet melodies from heaven and the beauties of this wonderful splendor? This quote is amazing, and it, all of life can be summed up in just this one first line. One thing is necessary to be near to Jesus. One thing is necessary, folks, to be near Jesus. That's it. It doesn't matter whether you're traveling on a path that are covered with roses and beautiful sunshine and grass going to heaven and it's going through a park and a field, or whether it's going through a desert. If both paths are going to heaven, Jesus is equally there. But the most important thing in this world is to be near Jesus. It's not necessarily to do a lot of things for Jesus. It's not necessarily to read books about Jesus, unless it's the Bible. Our goal is to be near Jesus. And so many people think you have to have this religious experience. You have to be raptured up in beauteous melodies of the angels, just as the shepherds were. And just as, I mean, can you imagine being in the middle of the field and seeing angels flying by and hearing their glorious melodies and, I mean, the most glorious choirs you have ever heard. Who would not want to experience that? But yet that is nothing compared, Padre Pio says, to being next to Jesus, who was in a cold, dark cave, who is only seen through a little lantern, so not even very bright. And 
They didn't even, I mean, can you imagine the king of heaven and earth wasn't born in the greatest hotel with a comfy bed, with all his friends and family around him. Everybody came to see him. Mary and Joseph were beside themselves. They got to share with the joy of everyone of this holiday season. No, they spent the first holiday season alone, with no family, with no friends, and with nobody that they knew. They spent it alone in a dark cave with hardly any light to see their beautiful divine child. And it was cold outside. And with animals. That was the first Christmas. But they were next to the divine son of God himself. Would you not have just wished for anything to be there yourself? Or would you like to be with the angels, experiencing raptures and ecstasies? So many people think falsely that if you don't have these experiences in the faith, that you don't really have a good faith, and that is false. Sometimes we experience these things, sometimes we don't. Some people do more than others, some don't do much at all. That does not mean you are holy, and it's not a measuring stick of holiness. It doesn't designate whether you are holy or not just because you have experiences of God. That is just God's favor toward you. It's not how holy you are and you deserved it and you earned it. No, it was his mercy toward you. But there have been plenty of holy people who hardly experience God at all because they're close to God. They love God. They know God. They pray to God. Their life revolves around God. And that is a message for us. I don't know where you're at today. Maybe you're struggling with worry. You're struggling with anxiety. Maybe you're going to be spending the holidays alone this year during 2020 COVID pandemic. Maybe you're alone in general. Maybe you struggle with uh, being lonely, being depressed. Maybe you're de See, here's the thing. No matter what road you're on in life, whether you're on the road to heaven through a beautiful field, as we said, or through the desert, Jesus is there equally in both. And you can find Jesus wherever you're at in life. Think about that. It does not matter wh whether you're experiencing God or not. That, that is not a designated indicator of whether you're close to God or not. You could be really close to God, but feel far away. You could be really close to God and have a good relationship with God, and God is happy with you and proud of you, even if you don't feel it. I mean, look at Mother Teresa. She didn't experience God for 40 years after her big conversions, and she felt God. Other saints said that the real indicators is how much we pray, how much we're growing in virtue, how much, how, how much we love God and others, how, how humble we are, I mean, how much we're growing and becoming better. These are the true indicators of holiness, not feelings. Many people are led astray by feelings and think they're holier than they actually are because of feelings. Some people, like Mormons, think that their whole religion is correct because they base it on a feeling, but feelings are fickle. They come and they go and they mean next to nothing compared to actual truth. So what I want to communicate to you is to be near to Jesus this Christmas season. Are you near Jesus? How much time do you take to pray every day? If you only take a few minutes to, before bed, you're not close to Jesus. And it's not a condemnation, it's a call. It's a call to come to Jesus. St. Therese used to spend an hour, two hours a day praying as a child. She used to just sit there thinking about Jesus. Other people spend an hour reading the Bible, getting to know Jesus. Other people say the rosary and go to Mass. These are great ways to get to know Jesus. But if we're not doing it, 
then we can't be close to Jesus. Also, we need to be uprooting sin in our life. The more we uproot sin, the less the darkness has a hold in us. And the more Jesus can take root in us. The more you're uprooting sin, I don't care if you feel like the worst person in the world, you are close to Jesus. And Jesus is going to bless you even more in heaven because you're following him even when you don't feel like it. And that's an even greater love to follow him when it's hard, when it's difficult, when it's a sacrifice, and he will reward you even more. So be close to Jesus. I want you to get this quote that I can send you for free, and I want you to reflect on it. I want you to think about it. I mean, if you think about it, it says the divine child was weeping. Think about Jesus crying in the cold, and you're cold with him, but you're with him. That's all that matters. No matter what's going on in your life, no matter what's happening in this pandemic, no matter what the future brings, Jesus is there. Jesus is there, my friends. Jesus is here. He's not, not abandoned you. He won't abandon you. It doesn't matter if you feel him or not. He will not abandon you. He's here for you. He loves you. He's not going anywhere. Even if you sin, he's not going anywhere. I mean, you're pushing him away through sin, but he's the one who's ready to come back in a moment. He's not running away. He's not walking away. I've sinned against God thousands of times, and he still opens his arms to me. He still opens his heart to me. He still loves me. Nobody on earth can love me with that kind of love. Jesus is there. Be close to Jesus. Get rid of the things that prevent us from being close to Jesus. If your life is in your phone, it's impossible for you to be close to Jesus. If your life is in your work or your career, it's impossible for you to be close to Jesus without you taking a good amount of time away from that just to retreat, to take time off, and to be with God in the silence. If your life is in drugs or some sort of addiction, that's something you're going to have to work on to be close to Jesus. Jesus loves you anyways, and he's going to sit in the fire, in the mud, in the disgustingness with you to help you free you from this. He's helped me. He sits in my mud, in my disgustingness, and helps free me from my sins, whatever they are. And he's going to help you through your addictions uh, and whatever's going on in your life. But the bottom line is there are things in our life that prevent us from coming closer to Christ. And we need to uproot those. We need to take more time for Jesus, more time for the Bible, more time for spending time with others, more time for fostering good, positive relationships in our life, serving others rather than serving ourselves. All of these will help us to be closer to Jesus. So think about how you can be closer to Jesus for, for the rest of this Christmas season. And then find some practical ways to make it happen and then put it into practice. Could you do us a favor and help us reach so many people with the truth of Christ, with the love and mercy of Christ? We want people who are passionate about what we do. We want people who are passionate about souls. We want people who are passionate about reaching this fallen world, this broken world, this lost world. We need to be the light. We need to be the truth. We need to be God's love, his hands and his feet, and we can't without you, but we want you to join our team. We want you to join our family. Together, we want to reach the world. Would you please consider giving $100 a month, $50 a month, $20 a month, $10 a month, anything of what you can give to help us. Would you please consider giving that because we can't do it without you. We exist because of you. And it's our patrons who are phenomenal. And our patrons who make this work. And our patrons who make they're really helping us to save lives. They have a hand 
and saving lives and saving souls. As always, we are praying for you, our YouTube family. Please pray for us and keep our ministry and the work that we do in your prayers. God bless you.